five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. And we're going to be talking about customers today and raising your response rate. A Dunkin' Run campaign, commercial. It's a great deal. A large coffee, a donut for a buck. I mean, it's pretty cool. So I thought it'd be like authentic and meta. Yes, I'm doing the commercial, but am I doing the commercial? You know, I'll do commercials. I'm a real actor. This is an art form for me. Did you know you departed? They did Are departed. You, were you in the department? I'm Matt Damon. No, yeah, mm. I love him. I love him. Love him. Uh, I mean, him. some of his work. He's got a really consistent career, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time for a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium or larger coffee. Let's see if we can get over to the story behind it from Amy Houston. <clears throat> and uh, Amy was thinking of coming to the last meetup. We're going to have one uh, either late April or early May, probably early May. <clears throat> a lot going on right now. Um, anyway, uh, this was done by, by Ben Affleck's ad agency, Time for a Dunkin' Run. <clears throat> The Batman star tells the people at Dunkin' Donuts that he's here to appear in an ad, but uh, they mistake Affleck for his friend uh, and co-star in Goodwill Hunting, Matt Damon, who's also his creative director, as I said. <clears throat> the humbling exchange ends with, Matt, with uh, Ben walking out. The spot was produced, uh, directed, written, by Artist Equity, where Affleck is chief executive and Damon is the chief creative director. So that was pretty cool. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> I ran across this article, and you know, this is part of the articles you probably would miss if you didn't come watch the show. All the world's a page, and Blissett's merely the binder. Um, that <laughs> This was about a, a bindery company, or a printing company in, in uh, England. And here's the original spine of the book, uh, and here's their recreation of it. I mean, it's just stunning. And they apparently put stuck this onto the book and the cover <clears throat> somehow or other. They matched the, the type. They used a bronze uh, or a brass type. They did gilding. They did, you know, my, I, my, you know, I really like to hear more about this because, you know, I wonder if they can now, like, like, like uh, 3D print or digitally print this, um, you know, do the dyes and 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 make die die cut and embossed printing or not embossed but um, what's it called? I don't know. With all the letter press, uh, you know, and actually push the letters into the leather. This is leather. <clears throat> can they do the, can they do the dyes digitally so that you could afford to make one die? I wonder. I think so. Uh, so anyway. Uh, we're pretty unrivaled in that we print, bind in-house, and have real age-old skills like this combined with most modern printing technology and all our automated finishing kits in our bindery. So we have a real mix of old with the new. Uh, that was good. That was from um, that was from Chris Blissett, who told that to Print Week. Okay, so thank you for that. This is a little bit of a long article. I really liked it, though. <clears throat> Your customers aren't content, constant. And I've been saying this forever, you know. Just the other day, I said, you know, if you go into a, a big box store and you've got a list of three items and you, you know, we look in your cart when you come out, you know, there's going to be six items or two items or some, something different. You're not going to come out with the same stuff. So, um, 
The Verve's Richard Ashcroft in Bittersweet Symphony sings, I'm a million different people from day to, from one day to the next. And Richard Schotten illustrates this by citing a, uh, citing a 19, several studies, 1973 Princeton study, where they took seminary, uh, seminarians and they, they asked them if they were studying to be priests for personal salvation or to serve others. And they then sent them to another building. And along the way, they passed uh, a person who seemed to be having distress and not being able to breathe. <clears throat> Some of the students were told to hurry as they were running late, and other groups were not. Um, and it turned out that those in a hurry, only 10% of those stopped, regardless of why they were becoming priests, <laughs> compared to 63%, which I thought was pretty good, 63% of those who had plenty of time. The correlation between having time and helping was much stronger than any other correlation. Context mattered far more than character. <laughs> okay? And... Uh, then they had another one, mood and sentiment. They had they had 100 and almost 1,300 participants flip through a, a newspaper. <clears throat> this is from 2007. Afterwards, they were questioned on which ads they remembered and, and then asked about their mood and stress levels. <clears throat> Those who were feeling positive and happy recalled 52% of ads, which is really pretty good. Unhappy readers recalled only 35%. You know, I wonder how many ads I've read, I've seen today that I haven't, that I ha that I don't even remember seeing. It must be stressed. Probably I'm in a hurry because you know I have to get this, the, the screen launched. Um, the relaxed were 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 uh, 54 percent of the ads. That was the best, and uh, compared to 36 who were stressed. Okay, so if you're stressed and unhappy, you might not remember anything. Um, so you might consider, and I like this about the article because it gave you suggestions. You might focus on weekends rather than on Mondays or on evenings rather than on mid-commute. If you're in TV or video, you might, contain, you might consider light entertainment or comedy shots rather than hard-hitting documentaries. <clears throat> A big breakthrough in, in uh, sort of uh, pay-per-click per TV was when Sports Illustrated accidentally ran uh, a subscription ad on Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> they got a huge response, and you know they'd always put their they'd always put their ads on on sporting events in the middle of a sporting event. And what they hypothesized was that you know when you're in the middle of a sporting event, you don't want to get up and get your phone or something. You don't want to take the time away from the sporting event to uh, to subscribe whereas on saturday morning cartoons you don't care you're just watching it with your kids and i will return to this point later in the next article okay weather unexpectedly sunny days offer a great opportunity to reach customers in a buoyant mood although when i was talking with blockbuster about doing work for them i declined actually declined their offer they said that that bad weather coming was one of their b biggest triggers to people renting videos the top five five out of the top ten were all weather related it seems or I mean, it could say context related okay 
uh, in the 1975 study, uh, psychologists asked divers to remember words underwater. And they found that they were far better. They, they recalled 46% more words when learning and recall, when the, where they learned them and where they recalled them were different. What? In fact, when learning and recall were the same, they were called 46% more than when learning and recall were different. Okay. <coughs> so you don't have to put your customers underwater, but it's definitely worth placing ads in spots where you want. And uh, Carabao Energy Drinks put ads in town centers on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights, <coughs> thinking that they might, when when next week comes, customers, potential customers might think they need an energy drink when they're going out to, to dinner or, or, uh, or clubbing or whatever um, on subsequent nights out. They also promoted in, co in commuter areas for manual workers. So that the next day, they might think that they need a hit. Okay, it's a mistake to think of people as having entirely constant fixed character. We don't, and marketers can harness... The, I don't know that you can, and marketers can harness the subtleties that change us from one moment to the next. I think, I think that this second half, the second sentence of this paragraph doesn't follow. Okay, and... Um, he had the book, The Illusion of Choice, which I haven't read, but it sounds like a good one, and I think I've heard it cited before. So um, I'm going to send a connection to Richard because I really like this article. I'm not sure that last piece follows, but, you know. Okay, how to re improve your direct mail response rate by Brendan Abbott, whatever CLMP means. Clamp? Okay, off of LinkedIn. Okay, and he starts with his typical direct mail. You might think is dead, but it isn't. Okay, so point number one, define your audience and tailor your message. You know, I see this a lot. Define your audience. You know, that's the way mass media thinks, you know, because they don't really know any better. <laughs> they don't have much else to go on. But I don't think I've ever defined my audience as a starting point. What I've done is I've thought about possible test lists that I might use. And I made sure to test wide enough that if I was wrong, I might still see some surprises. And that's a key. A key is not to only mail to people you think are your best prospects, but to mail a little sloppy, <laughs> like the Sports Illustrated commercial. Try some things that are wide of your target or start with a, a wider target in the beginning. It's essential to define your target. No, it isn't. It's, it's, it's essential to think about the rings around your target and to test broadly, okay? And uh, it infuriates me, I have to say. Now, here's another, just a little side point. He says, you might consider people with higher disposable income because of inflation. You know, one of my highest ticket, highest average order size consumer clients 
found that a higher net worth didn't necessarily mean higher disposable income. But, you know, that you might be more likely to have grandchildren or, or other people you want to send gifts to. And so you have to be careful. You know, this is the kind of thing that you're, this is a list company, the, the person writing this, Brendan. Uh, and he might tell you, you know, you want high income neighborhoods or something. I mean, it's hard to find people's exact income. Uh, they'll tell you that your compiled list will know exactly what the income is, but I've looked up myself and neighbors and I know that they're wrong. Uh, so anyway, personalize the messaging as much as possible. And again, sometimes personalization will undermine your, your offer. And if you have a good offer, and if you have a have great creative and a and a and a and a relatively good list, you want to be as broad as possible. You may want to try mass media, in fact, because a good offer and a good list needs to scale. And the more you personalize it, the less scalable it is, oftentimes. So watch out for that. I, I just want you to take all of these articles with a grain of salt, you know. And and if you're reading these articles and you think this all makes sense, give me a call. Join the WDMA. Let's get some support out there. I put the link underneath the, the, the LinkedIn, uh, and I think on YouTube too. Uh, it's WDMA.org slash join, J-O-I-N. It'll take you right there, and you can support our work every day here to try and challenge your mind. Um, with the average household receiving hundreds of pieces of mail each year, I guess it's down to something like six. The average household receives just over one piece of mail a day. So your direct mail stands out because it's in an empty empty envelope or an empty mailbox. Mail and you will stand out. So we'll just skip that one. Uh, there, oh, one other point. Try using an unconventional shape like a postcard. In what universe is a postcard, an unconventional, I mean, you can try this, but it's much more important to test your lists and to test. And, and format tests are fairly expensive because you're basically creating another mailing piece. Um, I, I always recommend, you know, if you don't want to do a, a test, the first drop or the first mailing, then save some of the other, save a couple of thousand of your first mailing, print a few extra, and and split test with that. And see which one really works best. And don't just listen to somebody giving out advice like that. Uh, include, 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 a call clear to a, uh, include a clear call to action. But number four is number. Whoops, number four is provide an incentive or offer. I think your offer is more important after your list. Your offer is probably the next most important thing. And uh, and this isn't bad stuff. It's just, you know, it can be a discount code, a free trial, a free consultation, or a gift with purchase. You know, oftentimes a gift with purchase at a higher price point will do better than the, the, the item alone without a gift included. <clears throat> um, the call to action, you know, you should have a couple of them. And, um, you know, a QR code, a, a URL... Uh, you're probably taking them to an uh, online order. Um, a phone number is always good. People might have questions if you have somebody to answer the phone. Um, 
uh, a great personalization. I saw this on a, on a mailing just the other day. Yeah, this one here. It was personalized, but it didn't have, but it had a listing of the stores down here. And it could have been done as a an inkjet message up in here. The nearest store is 10 minutes drive from you. You can figure that stuff out if you want ahead of time. But at least just tell me the close the, that there's a store near me. A store near me matters more than six stores all across the country. So that one is for uh, is for Brian. <laughs> we'll call him out, I think. Um, I've been saving that one for him. Okay, so call to action, make it easy. Follow up. You can you can you can dovetail email or a digital ad. There's ways to do it so that they hit approximately the same. Uh, he doesn't mention informed delivery, but informed delivery is free. And if a person is a member, uh, it won't likely be more than 50% or even close to 50%. But if a person is a member, you can you can just uh, tack that on with a little bit of work uh, before you mail. And people will see that coming in the mail. Um, though my daughter said that's a good way to for her to know not to have to go to the mailbox. Uh, so I'm not sure it's the most, you know, you test it, test it. Uh, okay. Um, and and here's the last one. Measure and analyze your results. Okay. Track the number of responses, usually by different list. Conversions, normally for me, a, a, you know, I'm looking for a sale. And sales generated by each mailing. And by each mailing, I mean by each list within a mailing because otherwise you're not testing anything. Use this data to refine your messaging, targeting, and offers. And it won't work because, remember, context matters, right? Context matters. And so if all you do is mail, collect the results, change something or everything, mail and collect the results, you have nothing. You don't know what's going on. You know, you don't know when it's hitting. You don't know what, you don't know... You don't know what's happening in the news. You know, yesterday was an especially newsy day uh, and maybe not so, such a happy day for everybody. Um, so if you're going to test, you're supposed to test within the mailing. So would the 1967 Packers beat the 1985 Bears? <clears throat> Or, or pick any other combination. Nobody knows. It's just a joke. It's just a speculation. No, you have to play head-to-head. -head. So, uh, you know, the Bucks got beat by the, by the Celtics. But will they get beat in the playoffs by the Celtics? We don't know. Go head-to-head. -head. Always head-to-head. -head, or you don't know anything. You don't have a test. And so in conclusion, direct mail is a powerful tool. But... Uh, Find somebody that knows what they're doing and ask them for help. I'm sure they'd be thrilled to work with you. Have a great day. If uh, if you're not aware, we're on uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts every day. And you can just have them delivered to your phone and listen on the way to work. I do lightly edit them to make them a little shorter.
Have a great day. Bye.